Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. It's me, Justin Wollen, and if you want to contact the podcast, you can email me at uh, justin.wollen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. Or you could tweet me at, at Justin Wollen. Um, I've run off from Mark again. I'm away from him. He doesn't like it, but I've done it again. Um, and we're gonna I think t- it's me. It he might just be doesn't you. want to be here. Well, as you can tell, we've got, a, we've got another guest on the show. Uh, we're joined by Jochen Mason. That's who it is. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about today then? We're talking about data centre. All things data centre. All things data centre, not yeah. just data centre. Not just a data centre. Not, any not data just brick center. walls or stuff in it. But anything. Anything. So you're gonna, you're, so oh, anything goes. Anything goes as long as it's all about data centre. Yeah. Well, not really. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> data centres mean so many different things now. But can I just say... Go on. I'm, I'm, I'm truly honoured. I'm honoured to be here. This is, You're you know, easily this is, pleased. No, you well, are. I know, but this is this is the this is the debut for Data Center on the podcast. We did it. We did a cloudy one, and my brain hurts a bit because that it? was like deep and meaningful. Was it? We we talked like m- micro micro stuff and micro segmentation. That's the one. Were you? Yeah. We won't go there. I know. I didn't think I was going to get that much out of you. you. You might get microwave, as in what I'm having for my dinner tonight. But oh, other than it won't be. Sad, it's not such a sad life. No, oh. it's not a sad life. I'm very happy. Living on microwave meals? No, I don't actually <laughs> microwave. Although, well, I have a very good recipe for microwaving a poached egg. Well, it finishes off poached. It doesn't start poached. But that's probably not what you wanted to talk about. I don't know. We could go down that route. We, we could, could start do. doing favourite recipes. We could do, yeah. Well, I will work on that. We'll add it to the list. Okay, then. Because yeah, so, we have finally got started. I, I, I have to um, confess uh, to the, listen- the listeners that we are now each on our third seat. Is it a third seat? Because the what? two previous were too squeaky for this oh, yeah, yeah, high-tech yeah. recording equipment. And, and we have people who have commented before about our squeaky chairs. And right, well, I'm, I'm scared to move. You sh- you'd be all right, don't worry about okay, it. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, you if, you hear, if you hear a squeak, it's Justin's chair, not mine, because I've literally tried two or three, and this is the least squeaky chair in this room. And it is, and we're in, we're in uh, sunny Southampton. It's not quite Southampton. Yeah, it's near. It's near yeah. the south coast. It's near the south coast. Mm. In Apparently, our it's hotter in Glasgow today than it is in the south well, coast. Well, everywhere is hotter than Glasgow because Glasgow's bloody cold. No, I'm hotter in Glasgow. Oh, it's hotter in yeah, Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we are. Yeah, I was told that by a reliable source. Oh, okay then. Can we <laughs> mention? Can we name drop? Yeah, it was Mark. Oh, Mark. Hello, Mark Maslanka. Yes. How you doing? Um, anyway, we've we digressing a bit, haven't we? Well, not really, not but really. we're moving on a bit. Um, well, I just wanted to show that I had listened to the most recent podcast, the Meraki one, and it seemed oh. quite chatty. It is very chatty. Yeah, which I It liked. was very good. You mean, mm. but, um, it was, but, well, our ginger friend... Speak uh, yourself. <laughs> our ginger friend, Brett Martin, he's very he's, good. And that was his I hat-trick like performance. I know. A hat-trick. Well, I, I got quite competitive at that point. I thought, well, I'm, you know, this is a debut, but you never know. I might one day reach that sort of hallowed ground, which is a hat-trick performance. Well, you, but we have to start somewhere. Yeah, we have to start somewhere, and we're starting today. We are so we're going to talk today. all of our things about data centre. So, so what do you do why then? Do you so, so, <laughs> why did you sigh when you asked that question? Because I was going, oh. <laughs> right, where to start? That's what I was trying well, to get where to. Where do you start? Yeah, where do quick. you start? And um, so do you want to actually introduce yourself? What's your name and where you come from? I will do. Yeah, so my name is... Uh, what am I name you? No, I am Joachim Mason. Uh, and Did I not I, say your name right? Uh, no, there's lots of different versions. I'm, I'm, I'm not easily offended. 
I, I've known that because I've known you for a while and you I have, don't think yeah. I've offended you yet. <laughs> no, you, you haven't. No, you haven't. I've been in your kitchen. You have? We, yeah. my, my, my wife what? cooked you bacon sandwiches. One of the best bacon sandwiches I have ever had. There you go. Shout I, out to Karen, my wife. And I, I needed that. In fact, the whole team needed that, if I recall. It, it did. And We'd had a late night. A late night and then in Wales and then you went uh, paintballing. Uh, we did, yeah. Laser, t- laser quest. Oh, laser quest. That's what. Mm. We did. Was it no laser tag? Laser tag. And before that, we did. What's that thing called? The um, when you're up on go ape, go ape. Yeah, we did go ape. Yeah. And there are other tree climbing companies out there. There are, yeah, yeah. But we used that one. Yeah, they were very good. Oh, there we go. Yeah, very good. Anyway, hold <laughs> down my neck of the woods, and we have totally digressed. <laughs> this is the most di- the most off piste podcast I think we've ever done. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Right. Well, I've set the bar. You set the bar of so, how not to get. Um, to, how what not do to I get do? Bar- yeah. I have responsibility for uh, Cisco's data center business in the UK and Ireland. Right, that's quite an important job, isn't it? Uh, that depends on your perspective. I oh, like true. it, though. I yeah, because like we work in the same sort of architecture department, do, yeah. and I cover enterprise networking, which is all this very the, well met, the, yeah. the really good stuff like switching, routing, and wireless, and then yeah. you cover all the super The network stuff. is the platform, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that one of our sayings? Is it, it was when I joined the company a number of years ago, but it's st- it's stuck and it's, it's never been more relevant. I yeah, yeah. I thought it was network is the plumbing or something like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's that too. Oh God. <laughs> right, so we're here to talk about Jason. rolled his eyes, aren't we? I know, I'm rolling my eyes because I want to get you back on piste. We have a script, not a script. We have a script. <laughs> Is that what you call a script? It's, it's a bit of rambling on a, right, on, a, okay. on a bit of paper on okay. a wall. Um, Sorry. So we're here to talk data centre. And, yeah. and you mean, I mean, I remember a long time ago uh, in a galaxy far, far away talking data centre and we'd be talking about switching. And next thing you know, we, we talked about, we, we brought out servers and UCS Mm-hmm. And and then that's when it sort of stopped for me, and I and I stopped paying attention. <laughs> that's a shocking admission. I know, but, but I understand why because you've been so focused on other things. Yes, I have doing the podcast mainly. Mainly, but... <laughs> yeah, more recently. So so um, so what actually does make up a data center? Is it just servers and switches, or is it other stuff and storage? What what is it? Yeah, it's all of that. I mean, it's interesting because in Cisco, sometimes we we're we're blind to the fact that things have existed before we get involved in them. You know, I mean, data centers. And... I thought we invented it. <laughs> well, no, uh, data centers have been around for decades. Um, and uh, but but no, I mean, in terms of what we do, yeah, you, you know, we're involved from a from a networking standpoint. Uh, we are involved from um, you know a, a storage to an extent. I mean that's maybe more recent, uh, but certainly also in the compute space, in terms of everything from you know that you might start to look at in terms of the, the, the what we would call the software stack. So when you're looking at you know orchestration, automa- automation, self-service, multi-cloud management, uh, different things like that. There's a whole you know stack associated with uh, with what goes on in within IT, right, and within data centers. Is that it? You stop then. Well, it's just because you, you look you look distracted. I, know, I, feel, I felt to... like I wasn't answering your question. No, you're doing all right. I'm trying to get your level sorted. All right. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it's one of these things, right? You know, at the end of the day, I mean, you, you brought up servers. So, yeah, we launched UCS back in 2009. Um, Unified Compute System. That's right, uh, which was our entry into the server space. And I think it's fair to say at that time there were a number of our... Uh, you know, then and now competitors who said we were mad and that it wouldn't last. Yeah. And um, they didn't really understand why we were doing it. And the, and the reality is that, you know, here we are several years later, eight in fact. Uh, and yeah, we've done pretty well at it. I mean, you know, we're, we're in, in terms of the Blade x86 market, we're at, at number two share in the UK, number one in the US, and number one in various other parts of, 
uh, parts of the globe. And you know, the reason that we did it was not necessarily to get into you know being a, a kind of I don't know a mass market x eighty six provider, but as you know, compute is a kind of core component of of everything that happens, not just within the data center, but actually increasingly. You know everything around IT, network virtualization. You know, compute out at the edge, analytics, etc. You need that compute capability, and um, yeah, that's that's UCS is a core part of what we do. Um, you know, within data center, but it's not the only thing. Yeah. So other things do we do? Um, networking. So yeah. you know, we've got our. Uh, am I allowed to name drop Nexus? You can name drop what you like. It's uh, our podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Make the so, most yeah, of it. So yeah, from a data center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a year. And that'll probably be another year after my uh, digression at the start. No, I've got, I got full editing skills on there, so oh, I'll be, have you? yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I'll get about three minutes then. Maybe. Um, but look, you know, look, anyway, so it's got all the different components. You've got network, you've got storage, you've got compute. And, you know, over the course of the last few years, lots of things have started to change in terms of what's going on. So you've, you know, you've seen converge, convergence of converged architectures. And what's more that recently, mean? That's that when you start it... to bring together these, you know, previously siloed or separate components. So it might be that you would have, you know, servers, storage, network, all with different technical teams around them you know, um, uh, operated differently, bought differently. And actually, when you start to bring them together and reference architectures, there's a value then so, to customers. So when you mean these these things that you're bringing together, what you, mm. you mean like that, that compute, the storage, the network? Mm-hmm. So you're buying it as, or you're, you're bringing it all together as a... a, a are you buying it as one? Yeah, but, yeah you can do. Yeah, I mean, it might be physically, you know, manufactured, come off the manufacturing line and, you know, in one big kind of rack or box or call it what you will. Or it might be a, what we would call a reference architecture where as long as you buy those different components, pair that design, pair that reference architecture, then, then whoever you buy it from, they may do that integration for you or it might, you know, you might do it yourself. But the point is that rather than doing, you know, having all of the responsibility, all of that, overhead if you like of, uh, of of responsibility of bringing that and, and implementing that you know we cut you know we, we we fast track some of that for you and we do quite a bit of the hard work for you up front so you know whether it's validated designs for different use cases different uh, di- different third party components we do we put we've you know we've over the years we've put an awful lot of effort into into that you know bringing thousands and thousands of engineering hours to bear and uh, and as I say, these these Cisco validated designs, which can incorporate all sorts of things, not just converged architectures, but um, you know, multi multi sort of third party. Uh, so solutions. these, so I mean, we've talked. So you talked a lot about what stuff that we make and and, and what makes up a data center and what we do in this data center. Mm. But are they still? Big physical things that that people run. I, you mean I, you mean I go and talk to customers and go, oh, I mean, where, where, where's your data center? How many data centers have you got? Well, we've all we've all done the lovely uh, data center tour. You know, there are, we see lots of flashing lights down in some underground bunker somewhere. Um, and you know, the reality is, those places still exist. But um, of course they do. But the, the but the notion of it, you know, you can have everything from a sort of server sitting in a corner, a comms room. Uh, you know, a brick building sitting on some industrial estate somewhere, all the way through to, you know, if we think about um, some of the world's biggest cloud providers. I mean, you know, there's this perception that a data center is a physical entity, and it often is, and that the cloud is something that isn't physical. But but the reality is, when you when you go to Amazon, you go to Microsoft, what you're it's, accessing, it's a big blooming warehouse. It's, it's a massive, it's big a, building, a collection of massive data centers with yeah, lots yeah. of equipment. It's just it? somebody else's data center, and, and you're renting a bit of it. Yeah. But the important thing is, I mean, what we what what we are doing, and what Cisco always tries to do is, you know, we're trying to look at the the, the, the problems our customers have got. And what are and they we, then? 
um, well, there are all sorts of problems, but my point is that we can, you know, I mean, it used to be with the UCS, whether it's to do with power, space, cooling, uh, cabling, you know, how quickly, you know, you could actually deploy and manage an environment, how quickly you could scale it, you know, different things like that. These were all things that are, continue to be problems for customers today, right? So we're trying to solve so, those things. So those things that we used to talk about sort of like 10 years ago, or maybe even less than that, but around, yeah, how can I reduce the amount of structured cabling within my data center? And that's where you'd have um, unified... Fabric. F- that's the one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you saved me there because I just went blank. Before my time, Justin. Was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, um, no. But yeah, but, but, but and some of it, so, you know, it's, it's not necessarily in that kind of cool box, right? It's okay. not, is it? But, but it's, it's very practical and it's and, and, and of, of great use if you've got physical limitations in your environment, you know, have you got enough space? Yeah. You know, have you have you got enough power that you can access? So all of these things make a Because that used difference. to be the big thing as well, wasn't it, about the amount of energy that, because like yep. data energy centers, you mean, if you saw like someone, I, I might be getting this totally wrong, but I remember people talking about in London, you mean, if you want to build a new data center, it wasn't about physical infrastructure, no, it was how much power. power you can get yeah. to it. And all those things, are they still around? Are they still problems? Yeah, yeah. It, Have it, we not sold them yet then? Or? Well, it's, a, it's an iterative thing. Um, you know, and it, and it's back to this scenario where you know you just don't things don't change necessarily overnight, right? So so customers have got well, the way we look at it is um, customers fundamentally, when it comes to IT, have two main things that they care about, and that's applications and data. You know, the application, the business. I thought they cared about the Wi-Fi because that's all I ever talk about. Yeah, well, but, but so Wi-Fi is crucial for delivering you know the the application to the end user. So but but it's about the application. Yeah, yeah. So the Wi-Fi needs to be there obviously yeah, in order yeah. to, to make sure the app it. works and they yeah. can access the application in the right and whichever way. Whichever device, device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of those sorts of things. So it's all part of the puzzle, but fundamentally it's about the applications yeah, and the yeah. data, right? Okay. Um, and that's what that's what we work back from. That's what we work back from. So we made data centers. No, well, we've talked about data centers, and and the one thing that everyone, not everyone, talks about, but a lot of people talk about, and we all talk about, and you can see adverts on the telly, and you see adverts on the internet. It's all about this cloud, and mm-hmm. but you you explained it very quickly earlier on that it's still a data center. <laughs> so, but you mean what, I'm not trying what, to belittle it. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm no, not no, trying but to you know, but it's, it's explained. Yeah, yeah. But what are you mean? What is the cloud? Is it just a data center that somebody else runs for you? Like, oh, it can be. I, I think the pro- one of the problems with cloud is that you say the word, and depending who you're talking to, I mean, it can just it can have multiple different meanings. It's perception, isn't perception, it? Perception, right? So for most people, you say cloud, and they imagine things like you know the, the web scale, hyperscale providers such as AWS, Microsoft, Google, and there are others. But the, but the reality is. The cloud is really just a, a way of delivering an application, a way of delivering a service. Um, and there's you know lots and you know you talk about you got you know you got private cloud, which is cloud-like kind of capability, but where you, so, you do yeah, that yourself. So yeah, that's interesting because you say private cloud. So mm. and I've got a perception of what a private cloud is, but you mean what, what, what does it? Is there are there things you get from a cloud that you wouldn't get from a data center? Was exactly the same. Um, no, there are. I mean, there are dif- there are differences. Sure. I mean, I think one of the things that um, when you look at the, the the cloud providers, they've made their capability very accessible. You know, the speed at which you can access it, the the, the flexibility that a, you know that a user has within 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 a customer is of real attraction to them. But, you, but what? But when you say the flexibility, the flexibility of what? So what would a, a typical customer be asking for a? from a, a, a cloud provider? Um, it can be physical capacity or, or, or compute and, and so storage. So, so let me give an example, right? Yeah, that, that'd be good, you thank know, you. So if you, if you say, in the traditional world, 
of um, of enterprise IT, you know, it might take several weeks, sometimes months, to be able to spin up some sort of IT resource, you know, virtual machines, say for example, in order to support um, some test dev for for an application. Um, and that's just because of the process and, and the way things are designed and that you have to physically get things in and all of that sort mm. of stuff. And now you can access that really quite quickly just by spinning something up, spinning up some, some capacity on, um, you know, on the public cloud. Uh, and that's something that you know uh, happens and, and happens. So an example of that. So if I want to get an application up and running, I'm, I'm an application designer. Yeah, I am, I am not. Yeah. For all the listeners, I am definitely not. Yeah. Um, Nor am but, I. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Um, but I'm an application designer. I want to quickly test this application. I've been writing it on my on my computer. I want to get it tested in a, in a more of a, a production environment. I can quickly just use one of these cloud providers yep. to, to provide that, what we be like server infrastructure, storage, compute, yep. and all that sort of malarkey. I yeah, just and about, you, know, you know, there are other services, you know, around application development that these providers provide. But yeah, fundamentally, that's it. And, you know, they don't need to necessarily go through it. It's the classic, you know, you might have heard the term shadow IT, you yeah. know, where, where, where essentially you stick your credit card details in and you can access that thing that you need yeah. in order to 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 support the development or whatever. And is that because IT's not been agile enough or has been just... Because um, people go off and do their own thing because they're going, oh, do you know what, I can't be bothered waiting for the server team for in it, four weeks. It can weeks. be a bit of that. I mean, if you think about it in today's world, right, you know, there is a lot of pressure on the application side of IT or application development. They're seen as the source of or the main responsibility for innovation around the business, right? Yeah. So a lot of new business models, capabilities, new markets are, you know, they're predicated on um, something to do with technology. It could be a new application, a new way of delivering something, you know, whatever yeah. it is. You've, you've seen, I'm not going to say the names, you've seen the all the disruptors in the market and how they used, you know, technology, digital to, to you know, come up with something new, new way of doing things, and, and they're able to disrupt um, established markets. Um, so you, you, you know, and so that that was that pressure to innovate quickly uh. sits quite often with the application developers. And so, if you've got a scenario where we've got a very traditional way of delivery, if you think about, and there's lots of different ways of describing this, but we've got you know the traditional way of delivering applications. You know what we might call a monolithic stack, right? So it's hugely robust delivering mission-critical, business-critical applications, Microsoft, SAP, Oracle, hugely resilient, all of those sorts of things. Um, and, you know, and, and that's the, still the bulk of applications out, you know, out there today are, are delivered in that way. But, but, but for that robustness, if you like, um, the, the, the trade-off with that is it's not so flexible. It, it's quite costly and time-consuming to make changes. Mm -hmm. So when you're in an environment where you need to innovate quickly to be competitive, because that's what those around you, those disruptors are doing, yeah. then the you know the more traditional ways of doing things might not be quick enough, right? So you will go and then access something which is more uh, readily available, and 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 you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that, mm -hmm. but you need to. I think one of the things that we would say also is. People talk about data center and cloud as if they're sort of two different things, and really they're they're just different vehicles, if you like, for delivering the applications yeah. uh, uh, and the and the data. And most customers, based on you know what I said, where you know traditional applications and, and new forms of applications, cloud native, web scale, born on the web, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, most customers have a requirement to kind of do both. 
Yeah. Um, you know, unless it's, you're. But a, how do you know though? How do you know when? You mean what's the answer for you? And is the answer both? Is the answer one or is the answer the other? Can you think if I want to be a disruptor? And I want to be a, a very agile business mm. or an agile organisation. Wouldn't I just stick everything up in up in the cloud? Uh, it may be that you're you, you literally just started out, right? And you've got this cool application, this cool new idea, new way of doing something. Then you would start out in the cloud, and 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 in that scenario, you're going you're sort of born there. You know, this idea of being born on the web, and you grow from there. And we've got lots of examples around. Um, those sorts of organisations, right? Yeah. Um, but the reality is, you're also there's lots. Of, I mean, you know, the vast majority of industry or organisations, entities, you know, are carrying with them, um, uh, you know, the, as as I say, the the more traditional ways of doing things, and they they have to do both because the rea- you, you know when um, the way that ar- applications have been designed and architected, you know, the way they're delivered. Uh, won't necessarily mean that they're kind of able and capable easily of being trans sort of trans um, transported to go and live in the cloud. Yeah, um, you'd need to do an awful lot of almost recoding of those applications so that they were actually suitable to uh, to live in the cloud. And it doesn't necessarily make sense to do that, right? So, okay. so actually, what you want to do is you want to say, right, okay, well, there may be new ways of doing things over here, and we want to embrace that. So, from an innovation yeah. standpoint, you know, agile development, quick, etc., and we and we want that. But we also need to make sure that not only do we continue to deliver the mission-critical application, business applications over here, but we also want to see how we can extract the most benefit you know, from that as well. Yeah. How do we optimise those environments? Because technology continues to move on in both areas. You still need to do things faster, better, quicker mm-hmm. uh, in both scenarios. So, yeah, for most customers, they're going to have to find a way to do both. Wow, that's which is this term hybrid cloud or hybrid IT or multi cloud or there's so many buzzwords, right? You can oh, yeah, yeah. well, spend all day on them. Buzz, as long as there's no acronyms, if you do an acronym, you have to explain what it oh, is. I'm coming on to one of them. All right, okay, cool. But <laughs> no, no, are, no. are all are all clouds equal then? No, I mean we, t- we this is slightly marketing, but we've got this. Uh, you know, different different clouds for different crowds, uh, and it, oh, you know that's not marketing. That's just a catchphrase. Well, all right. Well, it's there. I've just said it. Shall I say it again? Yeah, say it again. No, I won't. No, don't care about it. <laughs> different clouds for different crowds. Um, you know, cause, cause, because there are multiple different types of clouds. Clouds can be an application software delivered as a service. So, you know, um, Salesforce is probably the one that springs most readily to mind. Cisco's got the second largest SaaS uh, capability in the world with WebEx. Um, oh yeah, WebEx. WebEx. We, all love, we all love WebEx. Oh, well, we do love WebEx. We do. Spend our lives it, on it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Saves me travelling. It does. Yeah, can't yeah. do a can't do a podcast. Well, you mostly could, can you? You probably could, but the sound quality wouldn't be anywhere like I, I suspect. Uh, having you this, in the room, this gear here, <laughs> it's very impressive. It is. It's yeah. a good kit, isn't it? Anyway, I, I don't want to digress again. Don't digress. You might slap my wrist. I know. Get on with it. So, what were you saying? So, every cloud, every cloud as a sub. No, every cloud for every clown. No, every <laughs> crowd, cloud for every cl- different, crowd. Different clouds for different crowds. All right. Okay. There we go. It's, it's, it's one of those catchphrases that really lands, obviously. Yeah, well, I was just thinking crowds and clowns. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> or clowns well. and clowns. <laughs> but no, but I think the point is, it's not, you know, and it's back to this thing of people say cloud or customers may um, rightly have a cloud-first strategy. Yeah. Um, but what does that actually mean? What are yeah. they actually trying to do? And there are definitely scenarios where there will be applications that, that, that fit well in that environment it makes a lot of sense operationally economically whatever else so is it so if i'm if i want to be an agile business mm-hmm. and i'm looking at all the different cloud providers out there how can i what are the things do i need to look for then sorry can you repeat that 
if I'm if I'm look if I want to be an agile business and I'm looking at cloud and I think I want to be I want to be a cloud first, as in I want to have a cloud strategy born on the cloud, born on the web, whatever. How do I pick which cloud? Um, I, again, it, it really will depend on the characteristics of what you need from the application, right? And it could be that you you start off developing something in a public cloud, but actually when you bring it to production, when you want to take into account, you know, it could be, uh, it could be economics around that, it could be um, data sovereignty, it could be security, it could be different aspects could even be you so know. is it so the thing that's popping to mind then is it only you as the person looking for cloud for looking at this or what you or this application if you mm. say i've got this app i want to i want to get it out and run it and my app needs certain things yeah that's your that will you would create your own criteria and then when you look at the different cloud services you can get or offerings you can get that will help to Make help to make your decision which one's the right one for you. Yeah. So it, there's not one answer. It's not like a list of five questions you ask anyone. You go actually because of my app and what my applications need, I've got already a criteria, a, 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 an individual criteria for my application that will help it. Is that is that the right way? Yeah. Going? I mean, look, if I'm talking rubbish, th- just tell me. No, 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 no. And I would. Um, I and of course, do. there's lots of standards and, and criteria by which organisations use, you know, that are specific to an application and therefore, you know, what's the best place for it uh, to sit. And in fact, you know, when you get into the scenario, so th- the reality is uh, but, cloud is, in, is, is an important function of delivering applications in IT and, um, you know, and will continue to be and will continue to grow. My, my, but but in that scenario where most customers would also say yeah but I'm not necessarily going to put all of my eggs in one basket I'm not going to say I'm going to take all of these things over here uh, and, and take them out of the thing that we were in and I'm, I'm going to put them in the public cloud yeah because not all the applications so, can 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 make that move yeah right they just can't because of the way they're designed okay it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense uh, actually it might not make sense economically because the, the reality is when you put something in the cloud, um, it's almost like a linear cost, really. The, the benefit of economies of scale, really, that sits with the cloud provider because theirs is the hyperscale environment. So the more you use, the more you pay? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the richer the functionality and the more you use of it, the more the more you pay, and it's kind of a linear thing. Yeah. Um, now, some customers are, let's be honest, some customers are quite happy with that because they really like the kind of accessibility of of, of the cloud in, in that way. Um, but we've also seen some things where, you know, customers are... Have have gone a certain way down the track, but are then also saying, generally speaking, cloud adoption is growing, but just pure use of um, uh, of public cloud is also being scaled back, because you know you get a further, you know you get a, a part of the way down the track, and you start to see some of these issues. Could be performance latency, you know, this notion of noisy neighbour. You know these different things. You might start to see. Well, actually, from a cost perspective, it's this. You know, if you've got visibility of the costs, often that's the first challenge, right? Because again, this notion of shadow IT and people using credit cards. Well, actually, you don't have visibility of everything that's going on in your environment, and so the actual cost could be far greater than than say a CIO or someone else has got visibility of. So there's things that can happen further down the track that will cause an organisation to sit back and say, or step back and say, well, hang on a minute, what are we what's actually going on here and what's right for our business overall not just one application okay very good so you I mean i think that leads on to understanding what other customer care about and 
what are the things that our customers what we I mean when you're talking to customers i'm sure you talk to lots and lots of them you mean what are the things that they they what's keeping them up at night what's the things that would help would are they looking for help with um i i, I mean fundamentally i mean look, look customers are experienced you know they are experts in their own right they know their environments they know what's going on in the industry yeah. I have uh, I have some you know a great degree of sympathy and, and empathy in some respects because they've got so much. If you're thinking about the messaging that this industry pumps out, you know there's so much flying at them. Yeah. How, do they, how do they pick their way through it? Um, and what's right for their business might not be right for someone else's, right? So so the reality is they're really you know there just isn't a one size uh, there isn't a one size fits all. The chances are it's some combination thereof. It's yeah. going to be. Um, uh, that's going to be right. My view is that certainly from from Cisco's perspective, we've got this chance to help customers, you know, achieve what they need to in in most of those areas. Kind of give them that best of both. And is that where? So that is that the thing then? Is it? Is that's where the value you're going to get from Cisco is it going? We we can help you in both areas, both the cloud and also if you want to run it yourself. Yeah. Run your own private cloud. Yeah. Because, you know, um, I'm not going to sit here and say to, to anyone, Cisco does absolutely everything and we do it brilliantly. But we do a hell of a lot. And, and in a lot of areas where, um, you know, we're not, we're, not an, we're not an Amazon, we're not a Microsoft, and, and we're not going to be in, in that regard. But what we can do is we can say, well, actually, our customers live in the real world. They face real-world problems day-to-day and managing these multiple environments and what they need yeah. to do. And our responsibility is to, is to, is to help them Take those next steps, or, mm-hmm. or take some steps, so that they are, you know, they're delivering the improvements, the outcomes, call it what you will, that that you know that they need to. And so the thing that's coming coming into my mind then is that you mean you've got customers that are born born in the web, as you say, and they'll get to the stage that they could say, do you know what, I need to have a bit more control, and I need a bit more. Um... Well, let me let, let me let, just on that example, right? Um, on the you know use of public cloud and and you know what customers' experiences are and we, you know there's a bit of survey stuff and I have just I'm I'm cheating slightly here because I knew I had this but rather than you know trot out false stats I thought I'd give oh, you oh you got some one. stats in front of you now well just well just you know but there was there's oh, areas such as um uh, this was a this was an IDC report actually Forbes 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 report Forbes Insight okay. report. And it kind of picked up on this thing that, that public cloud usage is actually scaling back. So oh, is the it? respondees, yeah, to a certain extent, right? It was the, the, the start here, 60, 65% of surveyed organisations are discontinuing or scaling back their use of public cloud due to, and it was a combination of the following. Um, there were concerns about lock-in. So this idea that actually when you go, f- when you start developing an application in that kind of environment, there are, you know, hooks into those applications which are, actually proprietary and therefore you just need to keep developing in that platform otherwise it becomes very very difficult to unpick and and and, uh, move to a different environment should you want to uh so that was 43 percent 38 percent had some security issues or concerns Mm -hmm. um for nearly 60 percent it was that the cost per transactions had increased so costs had increased data sovereignty was another issue and and actually you know, this notion of cloud first, well, actually what they were recognising was they needed a multi-cloud yeah. strategy, right? So, so the, the cloud isn't the answer for everything because there are some major things in like security, the cost side of it. Yeah. Um, they're all considerations that a customer could have of going, do you know what? So it's it's because it, the thing that, that sort of brought us to this part of the, of, the, of, the, of the podcast was in my head, it was, you mean, 
I've got a customer who goes, I've started in the cloud and I want to bring, bring I want to have stuff on prem because I want because of those concerns you just read out. Yeah. I could be an organization that started in it, it, running my own data centers, but want to put some stuff into the cloud. So at the end of the day, there's a more chance that you're going to be in the best of both worlds than one or the other. Yeah. Pretty much, because even some there's been. I think it was uh, was it Dropbox who are clearly an organisation that um, other, other Dropbox big organisations are out there. Do, well, not the BBC. I keep yeah, but it's but a really do, thing. Do it, we you? do do it. We you do do it. Do it. Okay. If you, well, if you mention you... anybody, we have to mention everybody else as well. Right. Okay. Well, that was the example that sprung to mind, and there was a thing. Thank I you read for banging the desk, by the way. Um, it's passion that <laughs> it is. I can tell. <laughs> Um, you know, where actually they got to the point where, where from an economies of scale perspective and what they needed to be doing, they made the decision to bring it back in-house. Okay. And we've seen that scenario, uh, you, you know, maybe not at necessarily that scale, but with a number of our customers, and obviously can't talk about those, you know, about who they are specifically, where, where they've either got big outsourcing contracts or other scenarios where they have, you know, take, taken a, you know, a, a, certain, gone a, a certain amount down the road of a cloud, yeah. And I've started to pull back because actually they can see that there's maybe a bigger picture here where, you know, they themselves can, 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 can get the benefits of economies of scale. We can provide them ways of, you know, mimicking and, or replicating some of the benefits around kind of that accessibility, that flexibility, you know, these illative words that we like to trot out a lot. But, okay. Um, but uh, you know, and and again, you know, you, so you so you end up with both. So you you know, you're yes, you've got your diligence around compliance and and all of those sorts of things, um, but also from a commercial standpoint, you are benefiting from the the, the economies of scale, not anyone else. So, the next thing that comes to my mind then is okay. I'm Mr. Organization or Mrs. Organization, and you don't like to say you, you say organization, not business, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because I work yeah. in public sector, so yeah, okay. I yeah. yeah. There we are. That's my bias. There we are. I bring it to everything. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I'm a Mr. or Mrs. Organization, and we are. We, we know we need to have a best of both worlds. Where do we start, though? I, I, what's the, what are the things do I need to start thinking about and considering? So from, so from our point of view, and and you know, lots of customers tell us this that, that before you start to change anything, you got to know what's going on. Yeah. And and you know, when you have that kind of quiet, honest moment. Um, most customers will say, you know, we've got a reasonably good handle, but we really don't know everything that's going on. We don't know all the applications. In, in the sense of what's going on in my what, how my, what data center environment, IT environment, or even, you know, this notion of shadow IT, right? So, yeah. so are people out there, business users out there accessing a form of IT or, or an IT service, so and, and nobody like in the company knows about it. But it's benchmarking then. I need to know, where, where, what is the state of play with my organisation now? Yeah, where am I at? What am yeah. I spending? What am I spending it on? Do I need to be spending it on all of those things? Uh, and how do I even know what those things yeah. are? Right? You mean, how many applications have I got running? You, yep. mean, I, you mean, there's plenty of organisations I know. You mean, that, well, they go, well, we wouldn't even, the application running under somebody's desk or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah you, you know, I mean, so one of the things that we brought out a few months ago now was um, Cisco Titration. Oh, right. Um, which is, I mean, what it basically, I mean, the term is a time machine for the data centre. But what is what it? Yeah. Was it TARDIS? <laughs> a bit like that, yeah. It's okay. big. <laughs> oh, the TARDIS is small though, isn't it? But big it's big inside. on the inside. It's got a big heart. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the visuals don't really work. I know, no, it does. Waving your arms around doesn't help. Doesn't but, help. For, for the listener, I'm doing a heart. Is that what it was? It was. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, so 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 that ability to you know to, to provide you know a, an actual view of what's going on 
is something that a lot of customers don't have. So, so uh, Titration's actually got multiple use cases right, when you when, when you so get what, into. So, what is it? What is it, and what does it do? It's, it's sort of network and security analytics, right? So, so it's, an it's analytics software, engine, hardware sensors with uh, really strong analytics algorithms with a hell of a lot of grunt. Yeah. Um, and a very user-friendly front end in terms of running, you know, queries. So is it something around. you just turn on and let it suck yeah, it in all the Yeah, it sits in. It just starts monitoring. And, 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 and the, the thing about it is it, it captures 100% of everything that's going across your data center environment. And the point of that is that it's not it's not taking a sample. It's not you know every, every one in every four thousand. It's capturing absolutely everything. everything. So one of the use cases is this application dependency mapping. So before you make any change or tra- any sort of transformation, you want to know what applications you know are dependent on what. What's you know what what applications are being supported by your environment. So so what application give you is 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 hundred percent visibility of exactly what's going on with your application. And that's just the start point, right? There's all sorts of other use cases. Is when you actually start get, start to get into it, but but you know when we switched on because we wouldn't try and sell into our customers that we hadn't tried and seen the benefit of ourselves. When we but we are very up, good at eating our own dog food. We right? are very good at that. Uh, when Cisco IT turned on um, titration, they, they discovered that it was about forty percent of our virtual machines were basically not needed. Right, so you think about forty percent in terms of either running running stuff that wasn't needed or redundant or whatever. Yeah. But but that's a um, you know if, if you were going to transform that you know something. And you were taking that sort of forty percent inefficiency with you. Well, you know, you've kind of taken one mess, if you like, and yeah. just put it over here, and yeah. you didn't need to. So it's that kind of thing. The other thing is, you can, is you know, so then, well, what applications are actually running? Do we need them? Who's yeah. using them? You know, have we got a huge environment stood up, and actually, it's not of huge business value to us so there's lots of things that it will do and, and maybe titration is the subject for another podcast oh no, we can definitely do that <laughs> you just need to find a titration expert then yeah yeah because that ain't me you can come well you can come on as well anyway can i okay but we've got a few of those but okay. um but yeah but, but but knowing your start point providing that upfront visibility so that you you know so that you even know what to you know what to do next okay so now you've baselined and you know exactly what's going on in your environment what how how do you make things better in most cases, customers, you know, recognise, you know, as the demands on their IT environment grow, there's no, there's, you know, one fact is undeniable that, that, that the role of IT, the demands of uh, on IT, the exponential growth of data and all that sort of stuff, you know, that is undeniable, that is happening. And it puts demands on, on IT, puts demands on, on your infrastructure. So typically you need to find a way to modernise and simplify, you know, and, and, and upgrade that to, to some To extent. sort that mess out To then. sort that out, because because old technology can't necessarily do what the business needs you to do today, right? Okay. And, and, and I don't want to be accused of sitting on here and kind of peddling the old upgrade thing, but it's just true, right? It is. The old stuff can't do what, what the business needs. needs. So there's going to be a certain point that when you actually look at all your applications running, they'll be going, right, okay, there's going to be a bit of inefficiency, like you said about those virtual yep. machines, but there's going to be a bit of going, you are running stuff on infrastructure that won't be able to cope with what, you, what you're demanding of it yeah and, and and ways of managing that infrastructure but the, as well but the titration will point you towards where that is well it will just show you everything that's there so, so 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 it just it shows you everything that's that's there and it will highlight some inefficiencies to to, to start with the other things as well but if you then say right okay well actually i know that from a network capacity perspective um i i need to move it on from where we were five years ago because there's just a whole you know, new way of doing that, different set of demands. I want to take advantage of, you know, cheaper, faster, better storage, you know, yeah. faster compute, all of those things. As that technology develops, 
um, you can access or you can benefit from that, right? So, so you know, that's when we talk about modernising and, and simplifying infrastructure. That's 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 what we mean. That that doesn't really go away, even if you've got into the scenario that says, right, okay, well, this set of applications over here, I'm going to stick over in the public cloud because we know that's yeah. that makes sense for those. But these applications can't go anywhere because that doesn't make sense. Um, but I still need a better way, more optimised way, faster, etc. Um, underlying um, stack or infrastructure to support it. You know, it needs to be less manual, needs to be more automated. So, what do you look at there in terms of software tooling and and, and different things like that, and also making sure that it's physically got the performance and capacity that it needs. Okay. Now and going forward. So. Okay, so we've modernized, modern, I can't even say it. Modernized. And simplified. Yeah. What next? Um, so, I mean, I always imagine these things, you know, you kind of, uh, uh, and, and in that modern, I mean, I say simplifying, right? Because IT is quite complex, as we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and simplifying can be... It never be, seems to get any easier. No, well, and partly our role is to, is to help simplify it, make it yeah. more accessible, etc. Make things quicker and faster, you know. I mean, I mentioned at the start of this, without um, going all the way back, but... Um, the idea of converge and hyperconverge that is about bringing these different components together in a kind of pre almost prefabricated way if you want to if you want to talk in those terms so it's much more you know plug so it and play. is it is a bit like i mean you, you sorry the thing is putting my is like flat pack furniture isn't it you can either have it pre-built and sent to you or you can have it all the right components and if you build it the right way to our guidelines, yeah. to, then then it's going to be yeah. You've to- got a high degree of confidence that you that, that yeah. the, the thing that you that, that you need that you need it for it's going to come out and it's going to work yeah. and it's going to work quickly. Yeah, and you don't necessarily need to uh, employ a team or you know a, a large team of uh, skilled technicians, if you like, yeah, yeah. to do the more sort of rudimentary tasks, yeah, right? Because yeah. the world's kind of moved on a bit. You'd yeah. rather use those skills on something which is of higher value or broader value yeah, in the yeah. business more than you know the kind of manual configuration stuff that yeah. can be very time-consuming and is also prone to error. Right, yeah. so so if you—that's the same sort of message we're having around from a, from the sort of software-defined networking. It's exactly the things. same exactly. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I know. I mean, we we work in different parts of the architectures group, and but but it's the same stuff, right? Yeah. That whole software-defined automation. You, you know, it's trying to uh, where you can automate things because actually, you know, you remove the need for um, human interaction. That human API is yeah. A colleague, an old colleague once called it. Um, uh, and so that uh, you, you can do the things at the speed and rate that you need to. So how do you how do you create that automation orchestration? What what is it that does that? I mean, because I'm getting a bit concerned that we're just going to keep. You I mean, luckily we talked about sort of the titratio, and we've talked about modernising, simplifying. That's where you can sort of go into a bit of the hyper-converged or the converged infrastructure yep. about taking that do things more quickly, more yeah. rapidly. And yep. then, but how do you do that that automation? What what is it? Yeah, the software. Software, software tools. So, from our perspective, um, if you were looking at uh, in in the network, um, if you're looking at you know a you know a faster, better way of you know designing, deploying, delivering, and managing your network, then um, from Cisco's perspective, we would lead with something called application centered infrastructure. ACI. ACI, right. right? Okay. So, so in, in many respects, you know, when, whether it's been virtualization or automation, the thing that's kind of gone last in terms of the, 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 the capability around that has been the network. Yeah. We've been able to do that in, with servers and, and storage to, you know, to an extent for a while now, but, but network was almost the last bastion of that in terms, yeah. of, um, in terms of still being done in the way that it had before. 
Um, partly that's because it tends to be mission critical, so we yeah, all yeah. know when the network goes down, and so don't, Everything you know, else goes don't down, change yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now also part, partly that, but also partly now driven by the, well, the reality is that, as a, you know, the demands, the exponential growth of data and all that sort yeah. of stuff, something needs to change because you can't just throw more and more people manually configuring stuff to speed it up. You have to find, a, you know... So, uh, so, you, so with ACI, application-centric infrastructure, mm-hmm, is that right? So mm-hmm. what we're doing is, is then we're automating process to take out human error and to allow the network to be as agile as the organization yeah needs. so you're not manually configuring it's yeah. being done automatically but based on policy so you set based the policy, policy so uh, so that's you know you set the policy up front and that obviously has lots of benefits from a you know a security standpoint it's a, but you set it once and then it can just you know it can in an automated way keep repeating yeah, yeah. you know um uh, uh, you know whatever is demanded you know and the point about application centric is you look at the you look at the application the needs of that application and that's what we put within the profile and then the application the will, can, can automatically tell the network what it needs yeah via policy yes wow and it okay. doesn't need i'm sure that's that that could be another podcast for another day because i've got a lot more questions about that but i know we haven't got time well i'll tell you what we should do what we, we, we should what we should end up with is a list of follow-on data center type of podcasts that we can we can do we, we, we can do because what we've got we've got titration yeah got ACI. Yeah. Got to do some Hyperflex because Hyperflex is very cool. What is Hyperflex? So that is, so, so when I said about hyperconvergence. Is that that flat pack furniture again? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it at disservice, but, uh, but, but yeah, to use that analogy. So uh, that's where you've got, um, you know, you've got some clever software, network, compute, storage, you know, and it's very rapid. You know, you can spin it up and, you know, really good for supporting certain workloads. So, yeah. so Hyperflex is another topic that we need to, we need to come and cover and, and for And does that come into the, or does that come into modify, mod, modernize and simplify? Yeah. So yeah. that's in there, It's okay. a simpler, quicker yeah, yeah, yeah. way of modernizing your uh, infrastructure. For so sort of rapid of expansion yeah. of, of, your, of your capability. Okay. We haven't even gotten on to AppDynamics yet, which was the acquisition we closed earlier this well, week. Well, we haven't even, yeah, we have. Yeah. Oh, we touched on it. Not yet, no. no okay. we, we, but it's not, you've jumped the list. Have I? Yeah, because you talked about, we were supposed to talk about cl- multi-cloud. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was, well, I was going back, I was going from the bottom up, as I always do. Oh, God. <laughs> so I've been working from the top down, and you've been working from the bottom up of our wonderful production list. Oh, great. Here we go. Right then, go on, AppDynamics. Yeah, What's that then? I was... Uh, so yeah, so basically, um, so we, we talked a little bit about titration, giving you that visibility of what's going on within the infrastructure. You know, so that, that is a kind of network up and out. App Dynamics does the same thing, but from the end user in, so top down almost. So that. What do you mean by end user in? So people, as in, know, it's so, if, so I'm sitting here now using a, using whatever application. Yeah. What App Dynamics can basically tell you is, is my experience. You know, sometimes things are slow, and you sit there and go. And typically, what you do is you blame the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We always, you say, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's, what's going on with the network? But it's there can be all network. sorts of, of reasons why. The Wi-Fi's why. not working. Or the Wi-Fi's not working, but not if it's Cisco. Well, it might have been if I did it. All oh, right. Okay. I do break the Wi-Fi regularly in my do house. You? Okay. Well. Um, but that kind of uh, the, the performance of the application down to, to to that degree and and all the way to the to the end user and then kind of everything in between and from our perspective now we're sort of joining what titration can do with what app dynamics can do and yeah we've got to do some clever stuff in the middle to kind yeah. of you know uh, to, to 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 integrate that but that kind of soup to nuts visibility is is you say that is that rude soup to nuts you just said it again okay I hope it's not rude. I'm going to say, I, 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 I did use soup to nuts on LinkedIn and I haven't been castigated for it. I don't know, but this is on a podcast. It's different. Is that different? I think so. Well, let's just say full and complete end to end. Is there that better? Are. It's a bit more I boring though, isn't it? Yeah, I know, I prefer soup to nuts. Yeah, That's okay. Right. So, uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, we, you know, there's been, 
Um, I've heard some anecdotes uh, where we've talked about that with customers in, in, in various briefings, etc. And it's kind of been that moment where, you know, the customer said, no, 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 hang on a minute. You just need to talk me through that again because this is potentially very, very valuable to yeah. you know, the, the, that, that full So it's interesting because the thing that's come out a lot from I've you've been talking about in the list, sort of the second half of this podcast is about that visibility and giving mm. you that visibility both from an knowing infrastructure what's going on. and just knowing what's going on yeah. and then now with app dynamics you know how well your how well your end user experiences of your applications is so if you go back to the two things that customers care about applications and data you've now got this way of, of knowing exactly what's happening and then what's affecting it uh, affecting its performance and the the end user experience of it, all the way from the infrastructure to the. And, and can you? Do you mean we've talked about it and we've led the conversation all the way down to the the, the answer is the best of both. Yeah. And can that titration and this app dynamics can that work in both environments? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean. Um, so I can measure how well my applications are running in the cloud and how well my how well my application running in within a, your own within my own infrastructure yeah. in my own data center. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and and actually with titration, you know, you can you can, um, you know, we've got a, a flavour of that which uh, sits on a on a cloud based service as so well. So even if you don't want to have to host it yourself, you just run it in the cloud. Yeah, bloody hell. And it's, it's almost like that's that's kind of like a teaser now. I don't know how long we've we been going for. We have been going for too long. No, we haven't at all. We did all right. No, no, no. <laughs> in other words, shut up, Mason. No, no, no. You're doing really well. Oh, I Great. just wanted to. Uh, no, but because I, 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 the other thing in there, we've not. I've not even mentioned, which is very remiss of me, which is Cloud Center, which was our clicker acquisition, which oh, is this whole thing. That? What is that? Which is which is this whole? Uh, we call it sort of uh, tools around multi-cloud management. But remember, you, you were describing it actually earlier on the podcast. Where you take the, the, what you need, you know, the characteristics, the attributes of the application, and, and what it needs, and you can and you can basically put that. In into Cloud Center, and it will determine based on you know, I mean it's 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 pre-populated with everything it needs to know from about twenty different clouds, public and private. Sorry, uh, I, I'm you lost me now. Have what, I? What, what does this Cloud Center do then? Are we talking Cloud Center? Or are we talking Clicker? It's a yeah, we've rebranded it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, so but it's Clicker. Is, yeah, so you, Clicker is Cloud Center. Clicker has Everybody become Cloud Center. Clicker is Cloud Center. Is, right. Yeah. So, Although we still kind of so what does it do then? Both. Because I got confused then, because you just went, you got a load of stuff in it. Did I? Yeah. Start again. Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> but you said it was like That's a load terrible, of... wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, A load of profiles. Yeah, okay. so you basically take, you know, you so, so again, it's back to this, you know, uh, what what does the application actually need and, and where does it sit best? You know, what does it need from a policy standpoint and, and what's the best place for it to run on? You know, is it is it great and good for an application to sit and run in a, in a public cloud or does it, through its life cycle, need to start in one place and, and, and uh, you know, ultimately reside so in another from a production standpoint? So do you put the profile standpoint? of what kind of the application it is? So is it like a, 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 an Office 365 or is it like a, 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 is it yeah, a database? Yeah, more so, you know, what is it, I don't know, down, down to sort of individual, like load balancing and different things like that. But what what what's, what does it specifically need this application from the environment that it's running in and what's the most cost-effective place for it to run depending on the needs of that application? I don't think I'm doing a very good uh, job no, you're doing, of, right. uh, you're, doing right until, you're doing all right until you just said I don't think I'm doing a good job of it. <laughs> well, I'm just, yeah. But uh, but but the uh, but yeah. So 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 and it's about that bit about choice, right? So going back to the thing around, um, you know, multiple clouds. You you don't necessarily want to be 
locked into a specific environment where you therefore have to stay and it becomes, you know, like but we'll one of the examples that was used, right? You know, I've sort of described it by way of an, uh, uh, an example where let's say a company has, you know, built a set of, a set of applications on uh, and, and developed them using particular, you know, cloud providers tool set and they get acquired and all of a sudden, um, you know, there's a different corporate standard or whatever. Um, you, you can have a lot of difficulty and expense in trying to port that application to a different cloud environment if you're having to do So if it. you want to move, if, if you, you want, want to move, move to cloud. So at the yeah. end of the day, and, and that's what it should all be about, that flexibility, where you can go, do you know what, I don't want to be with this cloud provider, I want yeah. to go to another one. Yeah. And Clicker allows you to very quickly understand what your application yeah, needs. So you, so you do it to... once, and from that moment on, should you need to move cloud provider for whatever reason, you can do it quickly and easily, rather um, than having to almost redesign it yeah. each, each so, and every time you port it. So, and when you port in, it will help you port from cloud to on-prem? Could be, yeah, whatever's right. Whatever's right for you, but it'll yeah. allow to give you the understanding of the attributes of your application and allow you to move that application to wherever you needed to put it. Yeah. Right, we now know what Clicker is. There you go. St slash cloud center. Yeah, sorry, Cloud Center, I should have corrected you. That's all right. Clicker Cloud Center. C3. No, God, I got a lot of edit. Cisco Cloud Center. I got a lot of editing to do on this one. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you're doing great. I rambled. So we've gone through all the way from what is cloud, what is a data center. Mm. Um, the answer could be both, because as in for a user perspective, because or an organization's perspective, because of... Uh, of of what your what what your organization uh, organization needs and what are the requirements or the concerns that you might have or the cost models and if you come to the answer that is you need both then if you look at it from a uh, what's your what's your start line what's your baseline of how things are running you can look at testration mm -hmm. you then start to look at uh, hyper hyper converged or uh, infrastructure to help to modify and simplify you look at automate um, automation and orchestration using mm -hmm. ACI and was there anything, anything else you covered uh, ACI yeah, there. so ACI with the network or, you know, name dropping products again, UCS director across UCS the UCS director, the that's good. Okay, yeah, great, yeah. great. From a Cisco point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can start to look at how you ma how manage that. Because obviously you've got App Dynamics, which gives you the visibility from the application down. And yep. you've got tradition from the infrastructure up, yep. network infrastructure. Or yep. the, and then uh, you, if you want to start moving between clouds, that's where you cloud center. Yeah. You got it. Wow. There you go. And I think. The answer's all of them. It's all, just do all of them. That's it. In a certain order. Do you and, but that is, you know, to be fair, you know, that is the sorts of um, projects we're now engaged in. You know, you're trying to find a, a, the, how you, the, the sequence of events, how you do things, what things you deploy at which point that make the most sense, right? So it's just not about servers and switching and storage. Well, and they are a core and important part of what we do, but no, not just about that. Wow. Mm. But that sounds, it's been really good. Good, I'm glad. Good. So you stop um, yawning now. So that's that's I, good. That's because it was. You tired? Late, it was a late night last night. Was it? Yeah. Tell us about that. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? Because it's embarrassing. Is it? Um, okay. Uh, so if people want to know more about this, yeah, where do they go? Well, you know, see, I can't remember the name of the website. That's is terrible. it not www.cisco.com? I tell you what, Google, Google Cisco ASAP Data Center ASAP. Oh, do that. And then you'll and they find, will find it. it. Yeah. And if you've got any more questions for Joachim or me, you can contact the podcast at, yeah. uh, at Justin Wallen 
on Twitter or you can email me at justin.wallin at cisco.com and be lovely to hear from our lovely listeners I actually looked on the stats the other day we got we got listeners all over the world really we have defo South America Australia Hola. Uh, Japan, I think we've got Japan. We've got, definitely got oh, people on continental right. Europe. Right. Uh, so, good tag for anybody out there in Germany. Yeah. Um, good day if it was in Denmark. Have you got anyone in Denmark? Uh, do you know what? I'll have a look. Go with them a day. That's good afternoon. There, there you go. Did you know? I tell a lot of people this, but in Denmark, some people refer to Thursday as Lila Friday, which is Little Friday. Is it? And it sounds like last night you had a bit of a Little Friday moment. I did have a Little Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, no, my only Danish I know is Taul. Total. Total. Yeah, two beers. Two beers. Yeah. That's it. Or I was able to translate your Welsh Danish then. There you go. It's 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 Wainish. <laughs> <laughs> so before I fi- before we finish, I know you're trying to. I'm trying to. I know you're trying to finish, but but have we got? Uh, are we going to be allowed to come back in and, yeah, and sort of go into welcome. each of these subjects a little bit in a bit more detail? Yeah, of course you can. I want to know more. About bring other people. Yeah, well, you can. Who do you bring? Eh? Who would you bring? Oh, any honestly, I've got the, the, anyone in the data centre team would be chomping at the bit to come and tell you more. Oh, good. Well, get yeah. someone who's chatty. Oh, other, yeah. Well, there's quite a lot who are well, chatty. Not as chatty as you. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll come in and not speak. Just sit and stare at you. Oh God, that's even more, that's more unnerving. That is. All right. Well, I won't anyway, do that. thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Thanks, Yoko, for joining us, and see you next time. <laughs>